0: Zupaya, there
1: is only metro! Bishbira Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. I'm very sorry about that uh <laughs> Botched uh Russian uh introduction there. What did you I tried say? Try my best. Uh alcohol is the scourge of mankind. Let's drink beer then. I was from Stalker. <laughs> Love How that
0: movie. Yeah. Rewatched <laughs> it a couple of days ago and it still holds up.
1: Yeah. While well, the football was on, <laughs> everyone was yelling. So yeah, that's exactly that all the like kind of environment you want you want around you. When you're That's watching a movie like Stalker. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly
2: what Chris said. He said, Oh, I can't wait to watch this and then my parents and family be screaming from the other room.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> Italy is scored during the bit where they're walking down that like really dingy like sewer tunnel sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And that was when my dad started screaming, like during the tensest bit of the film. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like a real point of tension. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Well, we lost. <laughs>
2: Damn right we did.
1: Hell yeah. I didn't watch it. I don't care about football. I don't care.
2: No, I think we should skip over this bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. I would like to be a fan of football, but it's just the other fans of football that ruin it. <laughs> they suck. Because <laughs> I don't think the game's actually that bad. Like I find it kind of interesting, but the fans are just so cunty. I just can't <laughs> do it. Yeah,
1: They're a bit much. There were a bit much after this game.
2: <laughs> after this as game. We've seen. I think it's just highlighted it really. Morning. Mm. It's almost as like if everyone was ignoring it until now. They went, oh shit, we are really <laughs> bad people.
1: Oh, this one was the worst one. This one was actually pretty bad, guys. We should do something about it. I'm <laughs> nah, pretty sure it happens all the time.
0: To be fair, I don't think it's ever been to quite the extent this time.
1: No, it feels a bit more... People are literally being thrown in the Thames.
0: <laughs> it's horrible. Leicester Square and London being destroyed, pretty much. It's literally like some yeah, dystopian
2: God. future. It's like the weirdest <sighs> shit I've ever seen. Apocalyptic kind of fucked up. think up-ness. this happened
1: in like Denmark when they lost? You think they did that kind of thing? I don't think so.
2: Sore losers, I think is the right term of phrase.
0: We are. Sore winners <laughs> as well. Oh, sore God, winners, sore losers. We really are. Just
2: saw people
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like that statistic where like uh beatings against women are just like more likely to increase when the football's on, not even like yeah. when, it, when, when we lose or when we win. Just when it's on. Yes, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Mm. It's so sad. Get your act together anyway. This is a movie podcast, and so I don't want to talk about it <laughs> for more than we need to yeah. uh, I didn't even talk watch about it. The same fun. talk about something fun uh i got my vaccine hooray Hooray! (laughs) as i said in the last episode it was fine uh really quick really efficient i didn't have any side effects either so it just uh went about my day i was like this is my day now i have to like book like an entire day to myself just to like get this vaccine just in case something happens like if i like feel, like, weird afterwards. I was, I was just fine, and then afterwards I just kind of sat in the house like, okay. <laughs> what now? <laughs> I didn't account for this. But, yeah, all good. Uh, very efficient. Got to commend the lovely uh, men and women of the NHS. We love them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Woo! Anyway. How you guys been? Yeah.
2: Yeah, alright. It's right.
0: been, uh, it's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah, nothing has really happened. No,
2: I was going to say. To either
0: no. in the last it week. It feels
2: like it's- a week that has not really been a week, you know? Yeah,
0: for me, it's like, it doesn't even feel like a week since we last recorded. It feels yeah. like it's been a couple of days. It feels like we've watched these movies like yesterday.
2: I actually was surprised yeah. when Chris said that he wanted to record tonight because I thought, what day is it? And then I actually had to look what day it is, but I don't know if that's because... I'm now working on a, a, like a schedule of like not having to be in on day. So I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday. I've lost it. I've completely lost it. <laughs>
1: well, hopefully we can get it back on track, eh? Yeah. Uh...
0: Yeah. Restrictions lifting tomorrow. Is it? As no, it's of,
2: Monday, isn't it? Yeah. When
0: this comes out, it'll be tomorrow.
2: Ah, yeah. as of tomorrow. How time traveling.
1: That? We time traveled. Yeah. <laughs> Just to tell you that it's <laughs> it's all off tomorrow. We could go around yes. spitting in each other's faces.
2: Yes, it's Freedom Day tomorrow. Yeah, we exactly. can do
0: anything we want. With no repercussions.
2: Yes, because COVID doesn't exist after Monday.
1: We'll feel just like football fans. Oh, I wasn't going to mention it, damn it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we were going to talk about some Russian movies. We watched some Russian movies. Uh we we got around went around my house we watched them all and uh they are of uh certain qualities each each of them <laughs> separately yeah. uh unique in their own way uh but before we talk about that we wanted to talk about uh, perhaps the most russian movie that chris and i saw of course that being the new marvel one uh black widow uh directed by kate shortland and this came out like three years after it we was supposed to or something like two years after it we was supposed to so yeah it's
0: supposed to come out early 2020 now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently they didn't even like do any post-production work or anything in the like the year it was delayed they literally finished it like last march and have sat on it ever since
2: is that because of yeah, the well, pandemic
0: yeah because yeah. obviously because of covid it had to be delayed um, it was meant to come out last may yeah, obviously because of COVID had come out now but they literally haven't done anything to it.
2: I thought no, they would well, have. Well, it's uh, finished,
1: it's finished. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. but would you not have like put it out because there was a lift at one point, wasn't there? Like around the summer or did they just not, not think enough. it was worth it? Yeah, doing? they didn't
0: want to risk it because obviously in America it hasn't really, things haven't really changed until now. They've pretty much been in lockdowns on and off. It's pretty much been like, Although cinemas have been open, no one's really been going to them. That's why Tenet like, was such a big failure for Warner Brothers.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got Tenet instead, which I do like, but maybe not the best time to release a big blockbuster. <laughs> no. Nah. Uh, but yeah, we saw it. Uh, we saw it with Connor. Um, what do we think of it?
0: Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It's yeah, not it one of the best Marvel movies but it's, I just, I, it's just like fun to be back seeing a Marvel film Like There's just fun popcorn stuff like mm, Nothing yeah. you have to think too hard about just nice to switch your brain off And just enjoy a film in a cinema
1: Yeah, I saw it again uh, yesterday as I'm speaking Because uh, Robin wanted to see it, friend of the podcast uh, So she really enjoyed it I don't love it. I think it's fine. I think I have a lot of problems with it. But overall, I just I do have a good time with it. Uh, it is nice to be back at the cinema, seeing a Marvel movie. Uh, sometimes they can be a bit hit or miss for me. Um, yeah. But I think just the experience of being in a packed theatre, and especially just being there with friends, uh, seeing this big spectacle thing, uh, I've missed it. I definitely have. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like um, a lot of the characters in the movie because obviously you got Black Widow, um, Natasha Romanoff, played by Scarlett Johansson, who has been in loads of Marvel movies before but never had her own solo movie. And I feel like this just kind of proved that she could have easily had a solo movie years and years ago. Like she really can carry a movie herself.
1: Oh yeah, she's like one of the best actors in the MCU. Yeah, in my opinion, definitely. I think she's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I wish they'd have done it sooner. I wish they'd have done it like like maybe like after Iron Man 2 or like after the Avengers. We could have gotten the Black Widow movie, but I don't know why they didn't do it. I don't yes. know why they're all sat on there like white men that they needed to get out of the way
0: first. Yeah, so um, obviously Kevin Feige is the big head of the MCU The Marvel Studios now but during the first phase and maybe a bit of phase two they had another guy who apparently didn't want any representation in a like a big movie he only wanted to have white people because Kevin Feige supposedly was pushing for a Black Widow and Black Panther movie right from the beginning and this guy was like shooting it down saying no one was going to want to watch those films that we just needed like Iron Man 4 what Captain America all the white people
1: it's stupid i don't really understand the mindset honestly it feels like such a weird weird thing to think sure like it's so weird we're in like 2021 now we're only just getting the black widow movie and sure yeah. we got like black panther and we got captain marvel but like even so they were only in like the last couple of years and i do think the black widow is better than those movies uh oh, yeah, definitely. but maybe i just i like this character like uh I've always liked the character, and like she's always been like delegated to like a smaller role, but in this we actually see her uh well, here's one of my problems with the movie is I think we could have gotten maybe a bit more from uh, Natasha Romanov as a character, yeah. because it's mainly about like her dynamic with her family and uh, her sister, mostly uh, we get to see uh, Florence Pugh as the role of Yelena. Uh, her sister, and she's fantastic actor. I love her so much. Yeah, um, I really. So love guaranteed, that. if she's in a movie or in a role, she's gonna nail it. And she really did. She was like one of the best parts about that movie. So much so that I almost feel like she it's slightly like it stops being the Black Widow movie and it starts being like her movie along with Black Widow. You know?
0: Yeah, I definitely feel like they're trying to set her up because obviously. In the MCU, at the moment, Black Widow is dead, so I feel like they're going to try and make Florence Pugh more of a mainstay character.
1: That's what it feels like, yeah. Um, but I do like the cast. I wish, like you know, you got like uh, Scarlett Johansson, obviously, you got uh, Florence Pugh, you also got David Harbour and Rachel Weiss both really good actors. I really like them a lot. I just got the feel... And then, like, you've got Ray Winstone as the villain. Um, yeah. I think we might go into a little bit of spoilers here, but honestly, I don't know if you could spoil this movie too much, really. like, like Not to, like, be down on it, but like not like... It's not like a huge, like, things that happen, you know? It's just like, no. this is a movie, and you watch it, and it's a Marvel movie, you know? And it's it is pretty good. The villain played by Ray Winstone I didn't really get much from him I don't think he was very not that he wasn't good but I don't think he had much to work with he was in like two scenes
0: yeah I thought he kind of sucked to be honest
2: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's like another
1: problem I have with the movie is that like you couldn't just hire like some Russian actors Why well, you have to get like these British and American actors to like play these roles and I get it, like the star power but like even like the villain like couldn't he have been a Russian
0: uh actor you couldn't have got like yeah a few people in it's just like the kenneth branner Tenet all over again
1: yeah exactly and then like i looked at like the the daredevil show they actually got like russian actors to play russian people like there's no reason you can't do these things exactly <laughs> there's no shortage of really great russian actors
0: yeah I think um, po- probably my favorite new character in the film was um, David Harbour's character. Obviously, he's um, one of the big characters in Stranger Things, and this is I think the only thing I've seen him in other than Stranger Things. And I think he was mm-hmm. like really, really funny and charismatic. He was like pretty much the comic relief in the film, and I think he did it well while also having like a a level of heart to him, which kind of was shown more and more as the film went on, which I liked quite a lot.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot. I like him a lot in the movie. Um, Sometimes the comedy... He is a kind of a comic relief character. Sometimes that could grate on me a bit. I don't, like, get so much out of the comedy in these Marvel movies. This is, like... I've noticed it on, like, the second go-round. It's just kind of really laced with it, whereas I will kind of... I wanted it to be a bit more grounded and, like, have a bit more, like, realism to it. I know it's a lot to ask when, like, you're watching a Marvel movie, but... I expected it kind of to be more like this spy thriller type of thing. Uh, it's kind of in the vein of like The Winter Soldier where was isn't that much comedy in that movie. It's just like a, it's just tight, you know. Um, whereas this, you know, I do like David Harbour Uh, but perhaps he could lean a bit too far into the comedy at certain points. And that kind of goes for like a few of the other characters as well. Uh, And that's really not the fault of the actors themselves, but more to do with the writing and the way that they do shoehorn in comedy in these Marvel movies. But he was really fantastic. I do like him as like this kind of, uh, what was his uh, like superhero name? He was like a Russian superhero. The Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Yeah. He was like yeah, trying to relive his Russian glory days.
0: Captain America.
1: He's like, I fought Captain America, and then like a guy's like, "Oh well, you say that, but he was frozen in the ice when you said that you fought him." He was like, "You're calling me a liar," so he just breaks the guy's hand. It's really funny. Um, but he puts on such a fantastic performance. I think he he can be um, like he does nail the mo- more emotional parts when uh, he needs to. I just think he's, yeah, a really good actor. And I would like to see him in more, more uh, other than like Stranger Things in this.
0: Yeah, definitely. I liked him a lot in it. What do you think about the action sequences? Because I'm kind of hit, on, like, hit or miss with them. I feel like some of them are really good and then some of them are kind of rough, mostly like ruined by the special effect work, which can at times be really bad. Yeah. Hand-to-hand
1: combat, really good uh, choreography. Um, sometimes it could be bogged down by like really quick cutting. Uh, like the editing was kind of poor in my opinion. Yeah. I just like, sometimes I'd be like, just hold on this shot. Just hold on it. Like there's a scene where Natasha goes into the house to see her sister. And what I kind of wanted from that was like a one shot. Like she goes into the, to the, through the door You could do like a one shot from the stairs up to the point where she turns a corner and she sees her sister, but they just cut around so much. I'm like, you don't need to do that. I feel like it would have been more tense and more gripping to have it be that one shot. So you get her perspective and you see her when she sees her. But I don't think that it kind of, I think the cinematography, um, although I find it, better than some of, like, the earlier Marvel movies, uh, where, like, I always complained about, like, the the grey colour palette, and, like, the just boring cinematographies, it can be better than those, I definitely, it's not, like, grey, it's it's got, like, flashes of colour, you know, and it looks, like, clean, it looks really clean, um, apart from some of the CG, but, yeah, I just, I think I would have wanted more from it, really. And the CG in like, there's always got to be like this big ship that falls from the sky at the end. Yeah. There's always got to be like a big explosion. There's like shots where like they're running and like an explosion is going off in the background. It's so cliche and it looks awful. Like w- worse than you'd expect for a Marvel movie. I'm like, wow. Like I'm yeah. really taken out of this. It looks like it's just they shot it in a green screen room.
0: Yeah, there's a bit where, um, Florence Pugh, Pugh's character like puts like a giant stick or something into a helicopter blade and the whole thing explodes and she's like flying backwards in slow motion you could literally see the strings pulling her because yeah. they haven't even cut them out and the, looks all the horrible. explosion effects look so bad like I can't remember the last time I saw a fire or explosion CGI that looked dish cheap and I don't understand yeah. why that's not something they work were- could have worked on over COVID. Like surely that's saying that these, the artists could have done remote from home, like over the year it's been delayed.
1: You would think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what, what was going on with that. Honestly, they were like falling through the air. and I'm like, okay, one thing you could do to just make this a little bit nicer is like, light the characters faces correctly but it's like the the lighting on them when they're falling through the sky never changes and they're like holding on to each other there's no like shadows hitting their faces from like where you think a shadow would be in in terms of like where the sun is and where the explosions are happening i just feel like that was kind of lacking like weirdly lacking i don't know why
0: yeah it kind of feels lazy in a way it's a shame. Something else I also really didn't like was um, the opening credit sequence, which was actually yes. awful. Oh it's god! Like all yeah. these, its like almost like a documentary of all these like clips of real life like events, and interspliced with the Red Room training sequences. And over, it's this really dramatic, terrible cover of "Smells Like Teen Spirit," and it's just so cringy <laughs> and embarrassing. <laughs> It's a shame because <laughs> yeah. it comes after what I think is a really, really great opening sequence. I really loved the whole e- o- opening, like the introduction yeah. to Natasha's family and all of that stuff. I think it's great and it just goes into this really embarrassing credit sequence.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so good that first part. Oh, you're not really sure what's going on. You don't I like didn't even know who Natasha was in the in, in the beginning. Uh but obviously you do find out that it was, like, the, the one who's, like, defending her sister. Um, I loved all of that. It was so, like, high tension. You didn't really know who these people were in the beginning, but, like, you're just on board uh, as it gets going. They're, like, on a plane, and like David Harbour's hanging off of that plane. It was awesome. And then, yeah, they ruined it. <laughs> it is a shame. It is a shame. I love, like... Um, A lot of, like, like I said, like about the cinematography, I do think this looks better than, like, some of the more standard Marvel movies. I love the, um, like when they go to different places, I love the, um, the way that Norway looked when she went to Norway. I just think there's, like, a lot of, like, lush greenery and, like, backgrounds that they can, uh, use for Norway. I don't know, I put a shot on location. Um, I don't know. But it looked like. I wasn't really in doubt, you know? It just looked like very nice kind of like cold and uh like the air was just it looked very like watery you know very damp um and yeah just stuff like that i really i really enjoyed i do go to like budapest uh budapest as they say uh and that looked yeah it looked good uh definitely better than like like a civil war or like some yeah. of the uh or like the early um avengers movies i guess it, yeah, looked, it looked clean. It looked nice.
0: Do you got anything else to add to the film? Are you good to get into the <laughs>
1: marathon? I want to say like a couple of things. Um, like Rachel Weiss and Scarlett Johansson kind of look the same age. But like. Yeah. I know they're not, but like. It, it kind of. It was kind of weird when like she hadn't really aged that much, like from when she was a child. For Rachel Wise, that was weird.
0: Yeah. She's aged really well, to be fair. Oh yeah. So y- you would have thought that they would do like maybe a bit of makeup or something to make her look a bit older. But obviously mm-hmm. David Harbour, like in the early scenes, looks really young, doesn't have a beard yeah. or anything, and then later on he looks very bescraggled with a long hair and a beard.
2: Yeah.
1: Loads of tattoos. I love his look. He looks so good. There's, like, a Mulan scene where, like, there's an avalanche. They cause an avalanche at a prison. It was like, this is straight out of Mulan. And it all looks like like the CG looks pretty bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, it especially looked bad in that scene.
2: Whew.
1: Shame. Um, I'm going to go into, like, a brief spoilery bit because I thought this was really strange. There's, like, a part where um, Natasha is told that she has like a chip in her head and that she can't kill Ray Winstone uh, who like owns the Red Room and like basically like set her up as the Black Widow uh, and owns all the Black Widows who can kill everyone and everything if he's so deigned it to be. And like her mother, Rachel wise is just like, yeah, there's a chip in your head. Just make sure that like you break it so that you can kill him because otherwise like it won't let you kill him and she's like okay I'll just do that and so she smacks her head against the table thus breaking the chip and then she like she attacks Ray Winstone and I'm like you've been like out of this Black Widow program for quite a while now like all that time you were like doing your own stuff fighting with the Avengers nobody smacked you in the head really hard ever
0: Yes, well, what it is, is if she can smell his pheromone, she can't attack him. She has to, like, sever the nerve in her nose or something, so she has to break her nose. Yeah. Nobody ever it's did that It's really ever. dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. Maybe if it heals, then she smells him, she can't do anything again. I don't know, they don't really explain it, but it's really dumb regardless.
1: hmm I did like at the end, see, uh, at the end... Credit scene where, like, Yelena's at her grave. Like, this woman from one of the TV shows comes up to her and she goes, Oh, don't you want to know? Uh, want to go after the guy who killed your sister? And then she shows him a picture of Hawkeye on an iPad, and then, like, it, it ends. And then, and then a girl in front of us said, Oh, I'm not having that. <laughs> yeah, there was, was also someone
0: behind us crying during that whole <laughs> yeah. sequence as well.
1: They forgot she died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Good movie.
1: I like it. Like it enough to see it again, I guess. Uh, should we go on to ratings?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I probably wouldn't see it again. It was fun. Fun little time waster. Like I said, not one of the best MCU movies, but far from the worst. Kind of sits in the middle for me. I enjoyed it for what it was, but it's not like a super deep incredible experience like some of them can be so i'll give it like a six out of ten
1: yeah same six out of ten decent <laughs> so we got uh the marathon that we did uh all the russian movies the real russian movies this time they're not as good russian movies as black widow but you know decent enough i guess uh and we'll start off with uh yeah we all picked one and you want to introduce yours, Chris?
0: <laughs> yeah. So I picked the film Russian Ark, directed by Alexander Sokorov. This is um, it's a very strange film. It's a very hard film to describe. Um, but basically, it's, it doesn't really have much of a plot. The film, basically, you're, you're from the perspective of this person who regains consciousness And starts walking around this museum, the Hermitage Museum in Russia. And you're basically guided by a character who is just labeled as the European, who is a French guy who's basically taking you through this museum, showing you all the things inside there through a mixture of reenactments of pieces of history. So you're basically, it's almost like a museum tour. With reenactments kind of, but it's much more than that. Um yeah, what did you guys think of this movie?
1: It was bloody good. <laughs> bloody good movie. I really liked it. And I did watch the um documentary that you recommended, Chris. Uh yeah. about like the making of it. Oh my god. Oh my god. You see like the the lengths they went through to like get this and it's it's one shot and it's like okay if we don't get it on the fourth try it's not getting made and it's literally like we can't do it anymore and it's all gone and like they got hundreds and hundreds of people dressed up in like costumes that they had to pay for they had to make like loads of like makeup artists all these extras and like like the the hermitage like gave them this one day to film it if they didn't get it done (laughs) they were like oh yeah uh some of the batteries died. It's like, really, Re- really, Like your batteries died. Why, why was this? Why, why was this a problem for you? But luckily they, they did get it. And, um, Jesus Christ, the movie's great. Um, I will say this. I, I think it's a lot to do with like Russia as a country. I think it's a lot yeah. to do with the culture of Russia, uh, especially like through the ages. Um, um, there's like, a, yeah, it is hard to describe what's going on because the plot is so, like, it's it's very strange what's happening. You don't, and a lot of the time I was like, what is happening? What is the story here? Because it's basically just like, it's like a video game, like going like in first person. It felt like I was playing like Dishonored or something where like he's just going through this museum and being guided by this guy who's just talking sometimes a bunch of nonsense because I'm just like well what the f- what is happening um but I think that like, what I got out of it was like I thought they had died and I thought everyone in there was dead and I thought that maybe they could interact with some people but some people they could not because perhaps they were too too far dead to to talk to them and I think that they were or at least the main character who was behind the camera and who talks sometimes, was perhaps uh, a casualty of the Second World War, I
0: think. Yeah, possibly. What did you think of it, Darcy? You've not said anything
2: in ages. I know, I feel like I'm not even here anymore. Um, I I, 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 I mean, (laughs) I don't actually know. Um, Takes your breath away. it was really nice. it was a nice film. I think I enjoyed it the most, well, not out of you guys, I mean in the terms of the three that we saw, but I mean, um I don't really know what to say about this film it's um I feel like it's the film that you need to see to understand why it's indescribable
0: yeah, there's a lot to it it's not although I feel like plot wise it's kind of simple it really isn't at the same time, I think the film is just beautiful and everything there's like one shot throughout the whole film which is the I feel like the most impressive thing about it the fact that they've managed to do all of this in one singular take in one shot and it just looks incredible the composite the composition of every frame the blocking is so fantastic everything you can just tell is so carefully plotted it's incredible how much detail was put into this movie and it really shows all throughout
1: this guy he's following is like amazing he's like i loved
2: him he's,
1: he's so flamboyant in the way that he moves he feels like he knows everything and he's just kind of guiding this guy along and he's talking to different people he's like talking to like the women in the the museum and like dancing with them and, <laughs> and that's all really funny um i found him to be just a class act i really loved him and i love how <laughs> he's able to do so much with this character uh in this just one shot it's almost like because it is one shot you feel maybe that they like, he wouldn't be able to do as much with the character but they show him so much he's just he's clearly like a master of his craft to like understand like his his uh points that he needs to hit the places that he needs to walk to what he needs to say he never forgets a line and if like literally if anyone forgets even a line they're fucked and they have to stop it and they have to cancel the movie but everything works everything is so good about it one thing i will say is perhaps because it is so uh steeped in russian culture because it doesn't rely so heavily on characters to drive the plot forward maybe that took me out of it a bit where especially in like the the former half of it where i didn't really understand what was going on i was kind of annoyed by it um and luckily that feeling was gone by the end of it but i think that emotionally it didn't really hit for me
0: yeah that's fair. I don't think it's really like a an emotionally charged movie anyway. It's kind of like a spectacle kind of. You're experiencing all these things, being told about all these things and seeing it all and just kind of you get what you get out of it. Maybe you'll watch the film and think it's just incredible, beautiful experience. Maybe you'll watch the film and think it's just boring. And I can, I can kind of see how you could find it boring and slow and not really think there's much to it but I personally thought this was just an incredibly well-made movie. Something I also found very very impressive about it was um, supposedly obviously because the director has to like direct everyone to move and like tell everyone what to do they didn't actually film the video and audio together they filmed all the audio separately So, obviously, they got all the actors to record their lines separately, perfectly synced up to where they're saying it. Obviously, perfectly recreate like the reverberation in their voice, like using effects. And, like, knowing that the sound design and everything is just incredible. That's insane. They just nailed it. Like, you would never be able to tell that it's separate at all.
1: I couldn't tell. No. It was was all really well done. Very sameness. I like the part where um, they go, like there's a door and the guy's like walking towards the door and the guy's like behind the camera and he's like, not that door, sir. Don't go through that door. And the guy's just like, oh, but I like it. So he just goes through the door and like it opens up and they go in and it's like black and white. It turns black and white, very monochrome colouring. And it's just like this room... Where all the windows are open and it's snowing in there and there's it's just like filled with like coffins and there's a guy there who's like, ah oh, yes, I made my coffin. Oh, whoa. This is crazy. I think it was to do with like like a blockade that happened in World War Two. Yeah. That's uh, so what I got from the documentary. It was so well yeah. done.
0: Cause obviously where this this museum is so steeped in Russian history over, like, centuries. I feel like most of the rooms and people they encounter are from different historical, like, times in Russia. So, obviously, that bit, you've got World War II, there's so much from, like, the 18th and 19th century, which is really great. The film ends with um, this really great dance sequence, which is a recreation of a gathering that happened in 1913, which marked the final ball that was ever held there. And it was actually, they obviously they used the same ballroom, um, where this gathering happened. And supposedly the room had not been used for dancing ever since. So like no one had danced in that room ever since, which is pretty crazy.
1: And it's so pretty. It's such a lovely looking movie. Um, like, yeah just everything about it works the costumes are just beautiful um, and with that added information that they haven't danced in it since like for so long and then they they use that to do that it kind of adds this extra layer to it where I think it is a lot about as I said the culture and to bring that culture back is also like just fantastic and it's jaw dropping <laughs>
0: I love um, the music throughout which is incredibly subtle and atmospheric like there's a lot of usage of like fairly quiet quite discordant string sounds which is quite eerie throughout especially in the earlier parts of the movie before you really get into the bulk of the museum where it's quite dark and a little bit creepy and strange. I think it's all really great and obviously as the film progresses there's pieces of classical music as well which had this very, very classy element to the film which I think is just really beautiful.
1: It is, yeah. And that like, you almost feel like the camera work could probably like slack in in places but it kind of didn't. It was all really well done. Uh, I keep yeah. saying that, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it, it all looked really good and like the, it's just this guy with like a camera strapped to him, a cam. and he's got like these huge batteries that were like I don't know he must be carrying like 50 kilograms worth of stuff on on him or maybe even more and he just had like these people like like a couple of people behind him like who I guess it was like I think he was the DP it felt like he had to be the DP yeah Uh, and then I guess the director was behind him as well Uh, it's just like oh man there was like a point in the documentary where he said I just want to give up and then like he goes into like the, the ballroom where they're dancing and he is just like spurred on to keep going. So it's like in that moment it could have all been over. But it was just so like he said it was so beautiful that like, he it gave him like an adrenaline kick and it kept going. Yeah,
0: yeah the thing with these like one shot sort of movies is you have to be like a really, really talented um cinematographer to make it look great, to make like so many bits of it look very memorable um because obviously you're moving around so much it's going to be difficult for you to get what could be like a really great shot in a other movie there's a film called Victoria i think it is which is also similar to this like it's one take it's over 2 hours long it's like a thriller movie as well so there's like a lot of action sequences and although that's impressive i don't think visually it looks that great Whereas this film, mm-hmm. even though it's just one continuous take going all throughout this museum, it looks beautiful. every single room looks incredible the all the like costumes and everything are very very glamorous the The bits of like set design that they did, the very brief bits that they brought into the museum all look incredible. The fact that they had to pull all of it down and put it up regularly all fantastic work, I think.
1: Yeah. Makes 1917 look like a pile of shit.
0: <laughs> As most films do. <laughs> I know it's not the same,
1: in like, basically, anyway, but it is going for a one-shot. And Jesus, this is so much better. Obviously, it is a one-shot. But, yeah, I just... I, I guess I agree with you chris in the fact that like it's not supposed to be like it's not trying to like pull any heartstrings it's not trying to be super emotional it is more about the craft but i do need that in a movie honestly and it can't be just like wow this is really spectacular uh you know that's great and all but for me i need a bit more i think that was, yeah. like, the only kind of problem I had with it. But, like, I had, like, a couple of problems with, like, sometimes there's, like, a weird perspective shift where, like, the background is being pushed away as the guy moves closer. That, like, made me sick. That was kind of, like, sickly. I, d- I didn't really like that. It didn't happen a lot. Like, maybe yeah. once or twice. But it,
0: like, I actually liked it. I found mm-hmm. it very disorienting. And it, like, just randomly shows you just how, like, grand and, like, full of scope the museum is. But I completely understand why you wouldn't like it. Like I said, it's very disorienting.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, if we're supposed to be doing, like, a POV type of thing, like, vision doesn't work like that. So, like, when it happens, I'm kind of taken away from the fact that we're supposed to be viewing this museum through the eyes of a man.
0: Yeah, I get that.
1: I don't have loads to say, honestly. I just think it's really solid, really well done. I like that they the kind of hint at kind of what's happening but like you put your own uh thoughts and feelings into it there's like a part where uh he says to the guy who's uh guiding him around do you recall the taste of food and he says no I don't remember so I'm thinking that was like when it kind of clicked for me I was like these guys are definitely dead there is no yeah. way that they're not dead now yeah there's a part where like I think the owner of the um the museum, the actual owner was like in the movie and he was talking to some guys, uh, they're playing a character in the movie and they were talking about like, Oh, they want the oats. They want the, um, the oaks, the oak trees without acorns and they want the the product, but not to see how it's made. And I think it, it was something like that. I took that as like, like looking at like the spoils of war, the people like you come back from the war, Like, Oh, we won. Look at that. But like, how do we get this rich or how do we have all these things if not for like the suffering that everyone endured during the war everybody like loves it like like being patriotic and all that but like look at what it took
0: yeah definitely and then
1: there was a fantastic part at the end like right at the end where he said uh we are destined to live forever that cut deep man <laughs> that cut yeah
0: yeah the quote is the sea is all around and we are destined to sail forever to live forever really yeah. beautiful Ooh. line
1: calls cool to uh, thinking like mortality obviously like if you're not thinking about it throughout the movie you definitely are at that line it's like yeah, yeah. when like, like you do get people who think they'll live forever like sure you know we all think we'll die we're all gonna die but at the end of it, like a lot of people think, yeah, b- but I'll carry on. It's like, but I'm like <laughs> ooh, I don't want to get like religious up in here, but it's like, I, d- I just don't think that's going to happen, you know? And like the way he says it and he goes out into this like weird monochrome abyss. It's like, you really want to live forever though?
0: Do you? Because it looks horrendous. Yeah. Do we have anything else to add to it? Are we good to go to the ratings? I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Yeah. What should we rate this one out of then?
1: Coffins. There's a room full of coffins.
0: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought this film was really incredible. Just a really singular experience. I can't think of any other movie I've ever watched quite like this. Um... Yeah, I would highly recommend it to everyone. It is actually on YouTube, so you can watch it for free. It's a really great <laughs> movie. I'm going to give it 10 coffins out of 10. I thought it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, nice. I did get the DVD straight afterwards as well.
0: Yeah, so uh, It was
1: so good. And I do want to watch it again, and maybe my rates will go up. Uh, when I do watch it again, perhaps it will. I feel like it will. I feel like I can't, I almost feel like I've underrated this a bit, but I'm gonna give it a an eight coffins out of ten for now, I think.
2: Uh, despite not saying anything for the past four years. Um honestly I did really like this film. I just don't have a lot to add in terms of th- the experience that it, it it gave me because it's it's almost as if I don't know how to describe what it was because it was so unique. Like I don't I very rarely ever watch a film and not know what has hap well, not what has happened in it, but like uh why I like it or like what's happened or to me anyway, like my experience of it. Um It is a really, really beautiful film. Um all the colours are lovely, the sets are lovely, even though it's like just one building, but it's really nice. Um if you're a bit like me and you just don't know anything about movies, um maybe watch it if you have the patience to watch it. Um it's not even that long, so I appreciate that. But um yeah, um I'd give it an eight, but yeah, um yeah, I just recommend watching it so you can understand what I'm talking about really. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd love to go to the museum they filmed it in. It looks incredible. It,
2: I would I would I was actually saying that like nearly the from like the third room in, I was like, "I want to go here like the car cu- oh, it's it's, a, it's just a nice film it's nice to look at if you're not going to do anything else because you don't want to watch a Russian film, just just look at it,
1: yeah, just take a gander, <laughs> okay, on to my recommendation now I picked um I felt like we couldn't have a discussion on Russian movies without talking about a movie from one of the greats one of the great russian directors and just one of the probably one of the best directors who's ever lived in my opinion uh yeah. being andrei tarkovsky and the movie i picked was his debut feature i believe is from 1962 pretty old but it's called ivan's childhood and it's it's a it's a, it's a war movie it's about uh world war 2 and it's about a kid called Ivan uh, and he's like 12 years old he's he's like a spy i think and he's crossing like enemy boundaries and he's trying to collect information and then uh it's basically about his life in the war uh Some soldiers take him in, some Soviet soldiers, and they take care of him. And I think it's basically about, it's like not loads, loads does not happen. It's quite sparse on like plot, but I think it's more about like him and his experiences in the war, uh, in his childhood. It was based on a book. I don't know if it was based on a true story. It feels like it might have been. Uh, but I think a lot of this is a real statement on war as Tarkovsky is oft uh want to do. And you can tell he hates war. He hates war with his very being. Um, and yeah, I just, I thought this movie was maybe the weakest Tarkovsky movie I've seen, but given that it was his directorial debut, I would almost expect that. And yeah. even saying that I do think it's a pretty great movie overall.
0: Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Um, like you said, I don't think this is his best film. I've not seen all of his films yet, but out of what I've seen, this is mm. my least favorite. for me, it I feel like yeah. it he hasn't really found his unique voice quite yet. Like you go to a Tarkovsky film and you kind of expect this like almost like poetic melancholy. that's kind of what I get out of all of his movies, and although I do feel like that's here. At the same time, a fair amount of it, I did feel like it's just a pretty generic war movie from this time. I didn't feel that all the time, but there are definitely sequences where I was like, yeah, this is something I've definitely seen done before. Whereas I can't say that with any of the other
2: movies I've seen by him. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the only film I've seen by him so um, I guess this is um, probably like a good place to start isn't it if you're thinking of well if I'm going off of what you two are saying that this isn't like his best thing that if it gets better from there then this is a good place to foot. I'd say this is probably his most accessible film I mean I I don't know I actually well and then again I haven't seen his other films but I thought this one was alright like I'm not opposed to like war films but It was only like really, it was really only the child actor that really kept me in it though, to be honest. He was amazing. He was really good.
1: Oh, he was so good. He was couture, had some fine clothing, really nice looking jumpers. You you
2: actually, I actually forgot about his nice little knitted jumpers. I liked him. Filled with the sass
1: all the time. Yeah. Talking back to everyone. Give me, yeah, he was like, give me the phone. He just turns up at this place after crawling through a swamp. It's like, give me the phone, bro. I gotta make a call. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was fantastic. He was like the standout, honestly. And I guess it's easier to say that. I mean, he was a kid, and he was like basically the only kid in the movie. But I did, I got a lot from him. This like kind of innocence that he tries hard to repress. I think he wants to be like more grown up than perhaps he is but I found that almost kind of sad in a way that this war has kind of taken him to these places and I said it was kind of like come and see in a way um, that it was about this like corruption of innocence that it was about like he's going through all these things he's lost his family and in that he's grown up faster than he should have and he's lost a lot and I think like he's playing at soldier at one point, playing with a knife, like' yeah, isn't he yeah like- it's a very childish thing to do. He's playing, you know uh he's trying to be a soldier, but at the same time, it's almost like as like an orphan of war, it's sad, it's a sad thing to witness as like even like that scene, maybe it could have been like funny, uh but because of his circumstances, I just I found the whole thing pretty pretty melancholy, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with the come and see comparison. Um, it's definitely nowhere near as fucked up and disturbing as that movie, but there are definitely <laughs> bits that I did find kind of um, upsetting and distressing, especially towards the end of the movie. I feel like the last like five ten minutes are quite sad.
2: Yeah, they are.
0: Yeah,
1: it's fucked up. He sees like a guy in like near the beginning, and then like the um the soldiers like hunt him down like take him back to where he's safe. He's like, Oh, I don't wanna go here and let me fight or something. And then like this guy has his chicken and he looks through the door and he's crying and he says, Oh Lord, when will all this end? And it's like it's almost like a funny shock he's just like stood there with this chicken. But it's it's still
0: really sad. Yeah, definitely. I think my favourite thing about the film is how it's shot. Like Tarkovsky is a very visual director, and you can like tell that instantly. That's something that he was always talented at. Like every shot in this film looks so meticulously framed. There's so many just incredible moments. Like, obviously, the bit where he's walking across the wreckage before he meets the chicken man, there's that mm-hmm. shot of all like the sharp fragments of wood surrounding him. Which is obviously used on the poster. That looks incredible. There's um, a shot in a scene I actually really didn't like, which we'll probably get to later, where there's like an army officer called Colin who picks up this girl over a trench and like makes out of her. That was a really great Mm -hmm. shot. (laughs) Horrible scene though. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. terrible scene. I hated that.
2: Made me uncomfortable. Yeah,
1: that
0: shot's great. It
1: is. There's a shot where like he's looking into the well. And the water's really far down. But you see his reflection in the well and then he touches the water. It was like whoa. That was like trippy. It was so good. And even then you see like Tarkovsky's obsession with water. He's obsessed with it. The mad lad obsessed with all the water he can get in there, like crawling through the (laughs) swamp. He's like yeah, just like the the water that like drips from like taps or um like Yeah, when they get like buckets of water just like he shoots it so meticulously and it does feel like you've when you see water in his movies
0: you're like i feel how he feels about water (laughs) yeah there's also a few bits i liked whenever there's like something horrific or like some sort of action scene um as bare as they are there's like a sudden like handheld like zoom that's almost like a sam raimi shot but like, they, like, hold the camera suddenly really quickly towards someone's face, I really liked them. Mm-hmm. It was, like, not what I was expecting from a Tarkovsky film at all. No.
1: Honestly, I was kind of, like, taken aback by, like, how high production it was. Like, you've got all these, like, all these extras and all these actors in it, uh, a lot of, like, crazy set design and, like, different things. I don't know if it was, like, actually there or, like, they filmed on location and these things were just there. But, like... Yeah, hey, you got like the twisted metal, just like remains from like just like hunks of like metal. You don't really know what it is because it's like twisted into weird shapes. But I'm just like, this is your first feature. Like, you got all this. It's actually amazing. It just goes to show like how competent he was like at such a young stage in his career, I think. he really is one of the greats
0: yeah even though this is my least favourite film from what I've seen I can't deny how well made it is like even though I don't think this is quite as well directed and stylistic as his other films there's so much talent obviously here
1: Mm -hmm. I've noticed like weirdly from all the movies of his that I've watched he only ever has like one woman in his movies it's like I'll put one woman in this movie and that's it okay and then like in this movie just sad to see that she's like abused
0: yeah i guess he was saving him all till the sacrifice his last film that had quite a lot of women in it there's only oh, like yeah. two men in the whole film the rest of the people were women <laughs>
1: it was keeping them in the back yeah christ <laughs> like there was like a weird but really cool shot where like Ivan's on this like apple truck, and he's he's on it with like is it like a child that he's on it with, like his friend, and like they're on they're like picking out apples, and the apples are falling off the cart, and then like in the background, it's like. It was clearly filmed in like a before like a green screen, but then it just like plunges into like this negative uh colour scheme where like everything all the colours in the and it looks really weird but really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. I also really love the usage of lighting and shadows throughout. Like there's multiple points where they're inside like the the bases that they spend a lot of time in where there's like it's all lit up by like candlelight or like tiny lights. And like characters will have these huge looming shadows above them. And I think all of that looks incredible.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like he knew he was shooting in black and white. Sometimes you watch like older movies and it's like these guys really want to shoot in color, but they can't. But I think with Tarkovsky, he knows what he's doing. Uh, He knows he's shooting in black and white and he uses that to his advantage. And it looks like a lot better for it.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: There's like a shot of like when they're in the forest and like the girls uh being accosted. Uh but all those trees look fantastic. It's like right at the edge of just these really tall white trees. You think like it's just it's a nice contrast, I think to the um the scenes where they are like in underground and they have to hide. Uh, from the invading forces, uh, it's just nice to have like that brighter uh, aspect to the movie. Even though like that was like one of the worst scenes, like in terms of I don't even know if like I hated the scene, but I I just hated what was going on in the scene.
0: Had, uh, so there's like an army general who's like harassing this girl, and eventually like picks her up and kisses her. And I feel like for me, I just felt that scene was pointless like even beyond mm-hmm. the fact it was kind of creepy and weird what was happening I just felt like it didn't add anything it didn't need to be there
2: and I felt that yeah.
0: like quite a bit with any scene like a lot of the scenes where Ivan wasn't there like a lot of the scene with the soldiers and stuff I just didn't care and that was kind of the thing I liked the least about the film I think.
2: At least it was somewhat consistent at least he was pining over her, the whole film yeah like that last scene they're in is really funny what was absolutely that absolutely embarrassing um, when she says goodbye to him and then he's like oh she's not here anymore and then he like I don't know chucks something or something because he gets upset <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was funny yeah I do agree with
1: you Chris do you think probably it should have been devoted entirely to Ivan I think that kid was like such a good actor and every time it wasn't on him um, Is thinking like
2: Ivan's Childhood Ivan's Childhood
1: and like some of it like half of it's not even about Ivan um, but yeah, I think that kind of upset me a bit. I think they probably could have done more with him. I don't know. Maybe they had a limited time to shoot. Couldn't shoot with him in the uh, nighttime. <laughs> who knows? Uh, but yeah, it did take me out of it for sure. Those those scenes are like naturally just like a bit more boring when you're not with yeah. who, you, who you think is the protagonist. You know, like why aren't we watching this? It didn't feel very necessary,
0: definitely I think um possibly my favorite scene in the film is there's this sequence where um it's like Ivan's alone in these bases underground, and there's like a bell ringing, and he starts like hearing and seeing people screaming like it's almost mm. like the real world like what's actually happening, the horrors of wars like suddenly crashing down on him despite the fact he's like this young child who was like excited to go battle i thought that scene was really great
1: yeah it was just like terrifying you're all these people screaming and then like contrast that with like you said there was like real footage of like these dead kids at the at the end that was horrible yeah it was so sad it's such a sad bleak movie like especially at the end it's so sad
0: yeah, so like towards the end, Tarkovsky has like real footage of occupied Berlin, and there's like a shot where they show um, Joseph Goebbels, who was the Hitler's minister of propaganda. They show him like his corpse because he set himself, and I think his wife alight, and there's like the bodies of his children who him and his wife murdered. It's wow. a really horrible shot, like real life footage of that, and it's really horrible. It's, yeah, it uh, is. Alongside I'm like, it, I'm like,
1: like so like much this... like visceral reaction from it, I'm like,
0: yeah. I'm like, it was really oh. jarring. God, yeah, it was horrible. It's yeah. it because like the ending is just generally quite disturbing and depressing anyway. Because obviously you find out that Ivan had been murdered, and they like go through the rooms where he was like the room where he's killed, and you hear like there's that like, sound flashback. You don't see it. And I thought that was really creepy and interesting. I liked the fact that you didn't actually see him die. You just like heard bits and pieces of it and like were kind of forced to fill in the blanks yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. It's great storytelling.
0: Yeah, definitely. Something else I didn't really like about the film was the music. I felt like a lot of it was really, really cheesy. Just like generic 60s war music. Nothing I thought was very special at all.
1: Yeah, I feel the same, probably. I, I I liked a few pieces here and there, but it could be a bit hit or miss, I think. It wasn't like I don't I don't really remember it, honestly. Exactly. because <laughs> like the visuals are so stunning. You almost want it to be like you want to have that contrast with some really good music. Like I think of something like Stalker, which obviously made a yeah. bit later in his career. Uh, but the music in that is absolutely stunning. And I can yeah, remember that perfectly.
0: Yeah. Obviously you said earlier, the film was um, based on a book. I forgot to bring this up. It was based on a short story called Ivan by Vladimir Bogolo- Bogomolov. Um, and Tarkovsky's <laughs> <he's> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tarkovsky wrote in his like memoirs that he wrote that he actually didn't like the book at all, but he found <laughs> that stories that he didn't think were very well written were actually easier to adapt into films because you could kind of be creative with it and do something different with it.
2: Ouch! <laughs> kind of rude.
0: <laughs> Zing! <Yeah.
2: laughs>
1: but I find that's probably true though. Yeah. If, if like if you're more in love with. uh piece of literature and you want to adapt it maybe you'd find yourself trying to be uh, true to it and maybe that could be a detriment but if you do feel like you you have more creative reign over it uh, to try to turn it into something that maybe you would prefer uh, that's probably better.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's why I think you should remake bad films rather than remake good films because you can just approve mm-hmm. upon it. You always
1: know that this film was the the opening was shown on cartoon network one morning yeah in like 2009
0: i got that written down Pardon? Yeah.
1: It was shown on cartoon network
0: yeah they accidentally showed the intro because it's um signal got switched with um tcm <laughs> who was meant to be airing the film at that time so
2: does it say how long it, like they showed of that
0: it was i think it was only the opening i don't know how long of it mm-hmm. that Pro- is I can't mad. have been long Can't imagine it was more than like two or three minutes before they realised.
2: Luckily nothing really happens in the first couple Mm. of minutes that is like awful and horrible for children to see.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's like so horrible for children like most of the way through apart from like the end. Where it is like horrific. Yeah,
2: what I mean is like they don't see anything that's like gonna scar them for life because they (laughs) accidentally watched two minutes of this movie.
0: It's a PG, so obviously kids can watch it.
2: Oh bloody hell. Good on
1: them. Yeah, I don't think it's for kids, though. Like, Stalker's a PG. Yeah. you put a child in front of that? I don't think so.
0: Russian arcs are you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that film's... But, like, they they rate these things on, like, uh, how offensive they are, or, like, how... Like if they've got like sex in it, then it's probably going to be more like a fifteen or an eighteen. If it's got like swearing in it, it's probably going to be more like a twelve or a fifteen. Excessive swearing is like eighteen, which I don't really agree with, but I mean that's how they do it. And sometimes it's like it's not rated in terms of like who who it's for, but it's more like who is it appropriate yeah. for, I guess.
0: The whole rating system's a whole other kettle of fish.
1: Yeah, sure is. We're not going to get into that here. No. Um, I don't have too much to say uh, on it. Uh, I just think no, it's, it's good. It's pretty good. Notes, so. There's like, we're talking about like the production of it. There's like embers that fall from the sky every so often. And they're just yeah, like in the background. So you pick good. up on it. You pick up on it. But if you don't, then it's like maybe on a second watch you would. It's like this, this attention to detail. I just love.
0: Yeah, that's just Tarkovsky for you, though. He always does shit like that. That's one of the reasons I love him so much.
1: Exactly. I love him. love him so much. One of my favourites. Uh, and we'll do this one out of Sad Men with Chicken. Hell
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I like this movie. Um, I, I would definitely watch it again. Because I really do like Tarkovsky a lot. And I've really loved all the other movies I've seen by him. So maybe this needs a couple of watches to really get into it. Um, but I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a very well-made movie, which is definitely my least favourite of what I've seen. So I'm going to give it seven sad chicken men, sad men with chicken. <laughs> S- those two. Chicken. Yeah, out of ten.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I got the criteria on. I'm excited to check out the supplements, and uh, I will watch it again at some point. Uh it's like you gotta be in the mood though because it is quite sad. Um pretty much the same as you, Chris. I would probably give it a seven sad men with chicken <laughs> out of ten.
2: Pausing for dramatic effect. Um Yeah, no, um I, I um I mean based on this film alone, I probably I wanna say I would watch more of his films, but I I don't know if I'd actually like them, but based on the fact that I'd look at him, Max is like wide eyed. Um <laughs> I just oh, do you know what guys? I just don't have the patience to sit through these films. Yeah. I I don't think it's it's nothing personal to him. I actually just I just can't do it. It didn't help that we have to watch three movies on a go. It really doesn't help. But I just I just don't have it in me. But I did like the film. This is the problem. It's almost as if I want to like these films, but my body's like no, you must move, yeah. you must do everything now. Me
0: knowing you, I feel like you'd have quite a hard time with the other films because <laughs> they can be quite yeah. slow at points. Try Yeah, I struggle
2: yeah. really, really hard. Like, Like, I'm literally shaking my leg right now because I've been sitting down here for so long.
0: You have to really be in the mood for these kind of movies. You have to
2: have the
0: focus and attention span. You've got I to don't make sure that really it's not on
1: while the euros are on are on <laughs> yeah
2: oh my god i mean i am kind of glad that i wasn't here for that but um i was too busy watching that um i was showing my friend the disney um marvel um crossover because i just the Simpsons had, one i just had to talk about how shit oh yeah we is. watched so that I as well the, didn't we
0: Ooh. i made
2: yeah i made them watch it and they were like what the hell have i just watched
0: two minutes of garbage
2: <laughs> but yes um so, um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I did like the film. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, I'm waffling now. Um, I I'd, pro- I'd probably give it seven. What was it? Sad Chicken Men? No, Sad, sad, man, with, man, with sad chicken. man with Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I did like it though. Don't get me wrong. I just um, I'm not the right demographic to be watching it. At sure. All.
1: Hey, at least you uh didn't decide that the game between England and Italy was a good time to start watching a Tarkovsky movie.
2: <laughs> That's exactly
0: it. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to the third and final movie. Yes!
2: Which is absolutely hilarious, right? Because since the beginning, I've got up the film in the hopes that I would be able to pronounce the name of this director. And I've just decided out of respect not to, not to even try.
0: Kazania Ratushnaya.
2: And I hope yeah. that is how you say it because I don't want to attempt it myself. <laughs> it is definitely, it's definitely, not definitely not how you say it. <laughs> no, the K's probably silent. Yeah, as well. it's probably
0: Senia or
2: something. Uh, yeah, I just think it's just better off not senia to. Senia
0: Ratashnaya
2: <laughs> Not to uh, tread their water. Senia mortals,
0: but... Ratushnaya. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so this film
2: is actually from 2019, which I'm actually quite surprised about. I thought it was uh, from earlier. Um, it's a film called Outlaw, and it is the fourth LGBT movie to come out from Russia. Um, it could be the fourth and final, as, as far as I'm aware, because it only came out like a year or so ago, but as far as I'm aware, this is one of very few LGBT films. So I thought it would be quite an interesting watch. Um, it's about a high school student um, who is a young gay teen who falls in love with a straight teen. They're both male. And um, there's another sub-story about this um, soldier that falls in love with a transgender woman who apparently, that lady in the film, that is her um, debut acting role, and I feel really sorry for her. Because that film did her dirty. What do you guys think about this?
0: Don't forget there's also D'Antwood there in the movie as well. Yeah, oh, D'Antwood's yeah, the, in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Russian the... D'Antwood. <De> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This film. <laughs> this is, this is film. something, all right. This film was,
1: in my humble opinion, this is the worst movie we've ever talked about on this podcast. <laughs> do
2: you know what I I'm hate? I actually...
1: hate it so much. I hate it with my very soul. And the reason I think it's the worst movie that we've talked about on the podcast is like, yeah, okay. Like Chris didn't like Repo. Chris didn't like uh, Shrek the musical. He's a hater. Um, But yeah, yeah, you know, like sure, Puppy Star Christmas. That was like bottom draw for me until I saw this movie. And the reason I think this movie is worse than Puppy Star Christmas is probably based on the fact that I don't get as much visceral hatred from Puppy Star Christmas as I do with Outlaw, where I just feel like, it. yeah, it's an LGBTQ plus movie, but I feel like it hates everyone from that community. I feel like it hates gay people. I feel like it hates transgender people. Everyone, just everyone, I think it hates that aren't straight. It hates them. I get so much anger from this movie and it pisses yeah. me off. It's so unbearably <laughs> bad for that.
2: So so I saw this film um, on IMDb as I was just looking it up. So I literally just found this out like 10 minutes ago. But apparently the tagline is something along the lines of Rebels never get to paradise or something. And I thought, wait a minute. Is this meant to be a pro-LGBT film or not? Because it doesn't sound like they really are big fans
0: yeah. Awesome,
2: does that make sense?
0: Yeah, from all the things I've read about it, it seems like it's supposed to be pro-LGBTQ, but it just doesn't feel like it at all. It feels like just so like offensive to anyone in those communities. It's like really, really mean-spirited. It's like the director, um, who is a female, feels like she watched a bunch of Gaspar Noé movies. And didn't understand that there was a purpose to the way like those films are tonally like the kind of disturbing, aggressive, visceral, um, reaction that those films try and get out of you. It was like, she didn't understand the purpose of that and was like, yeah, I can do that as well without ever having anything meaningful to say. And it just came off of this massive hodgepodge of a bunch of things that, just very directionless and just badly done.
2: I felt like it was more, um, if anything, I felt like it was more transphobic than anything else. Like every single scene with um, this soldier and this lady, um, the soldier was like misgendering her and like um, when they would kiss, they can't really kiss because it's like so anti gay in russia so they have to like put like fucking veils and cloaks over them and shit it was just oh, dumb. Yeah. W-
1: when he's like kissing her through the curtain
2: <laughs> yeah what like, the fuck <laughs> was that about? is it is it that bad like is it really like if you're not gonna stand up for this like message that like um soldiers and trans people can be together yeah. i don't know you know what i'm trying and, to say um
0: that's her <laughs> story ends with um obviously the soldier that she's sleeping with being murdered and like that could be like a interesting commentary on the way that transgender people and lgbtq people generally are treated in russia but after that they then follow up with her like removing her makeup and like burning her dress almost like to say that it's like a bad thing to be trans and you're just going to end up transitioning back to being like your birth gender because you're going to get depressed or something it just felt very like i don't know I
2: felt like that's de- defeated the point doesn't it like yeah. if you are someone who identifies as someone who's transgender i mean obviously i don't i don't know that firsthand experience but i would assume you would be way more miserable being the person as you were formerly because that's not who you are but apparently yeah. this this experience was so bad that they were like, I'll just live as a man. Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, the moral of the story is don't try to be something that we don't think you are.
0: Yeah, like the whole film you're just seeing like how pain all like comes to people in these communities. Like how you obviously have that the main character who's gay and he's like in love with his friend and his friend gets like kidnapped and tortured and it's like it feels very Anti, what is trying to preach? Like yeah, it feels like it starts off with like on an the one orgy. hand they've got like some sort of message where they're like saying why like this is a really bad place to be this way, but at the same time it's never like they're trying to fight that or argue against it. It's almost like they're trying to egg it on a bit.
1: Yeah, It starts off with like a massive orgy. So like Darcy's like guys. This is the fourth thrush LGBTQ movie. It's going to be great. And it starts <laughs> off with this massive orgy. We're like, what have you gotten us into? Yeah. Just people it's just like, fucking.
0: They're just fucking. <laughs> it starts off with like, it's a badly shot music video almost. With like <laughs> all these different shots of people sleeping with um, people like, like showing their weird kinks. Like you've got a guy who's like sleeping with a really fat old woman and like, all this really weird stuff and it, it doesn't like fit with what kind of <laughs> message they're trying to put in at all.
2: I was so disappointed because I honestly thought, right, it takes quite a lot of balls, I would reckon, to make an LGBT film in Russia because of, you know, because of Russian uh e- ecosystem, so to speak. And I thought this could be such a cool film. And I thought, that people didn't like it because it was an LGBT film, but it turns out it was just the worst fucking thing in the world.
1: Yeah, There's, um, get out of the orgy, Dian would Go to Little. You just go to Little <laughs> with a knife, and then uh, the girl from Russian Dian would just stabs a girl in the the vegetable aisle, and then we're like, <laughs> okay. And she doesn't. She like, oh, I'll take this vodka, and then she leaves, and then like or like it was like champagne or wine and it just like goes outside she's like oh my taxi's here then I make her drop the 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 bottle but it doesn't smash it just like lands on the floor and I'm like why'd you bother stealing it why'd you bother stabbing that woman in the little why'd you do it
0: that sequence not only was pointless but it's stupid do you know? Like, there's, like, a shot of the security guard watching on the TV. <laughs> and he's just so <laughs> calm and casual about it. It's almost like he watch it guys. goes, oh, shit, it's happened again. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> just <back>. so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, like, do anything about it. There's no urgency to the fact that there's these two guys who've just stabbed someone in the throat. Like, surely he'd, like, jump up, call the police, like, do something. But he just sat there doing nothing.
2: Do you what? While you mentioned the whole, um, like, terrible music video ambience thing that was going on because if you if you've ever seen it or want to see it don't first off but if you do you'll see what we mean but there's like that weird scene near the end where um russian dm (laughs) woman is um torturing this guy and like Randomly breaks into an English song, but it looks like a uh, Marmozet's video or something. She's like singing into like this fucking like lamp thing. Yeah, and, like, it's oh, like, like um, <laughs> it's,
0: I said it was very similar to um, the in dream scene in Blue Velvet, where you've got the guy singing into this lamp, like to In Dreams by Roy Orbison, because it is quite similar to that.
2: It's so weird. It just, I just feel like I, I, I know the film isn't good, but for some weird reason. It was the only film that was also in English, so I don't really know what was going on there. It was just like... I don't think... She, the the girl even knew the words to the song, to be honest. I don't think she actually knew what was going on. She was just sort of, like, dancing around, like... N- like, miming to something, but I don't think it was the song.
1: <laughs> she was like, I really love this song. Can we put it in the movie? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, God. There's, like, the, um... The kid that the, uh the main character, is in love with for some reason, even though he's a piece of shit and he bullies him. He's like, I like this guy. He like can't whistle for shit. He's like trying to whistle <laughs> or like, I don't know if he is. he trying to whistle? He's like, yeah. Or is he yeah, trying to just hiss like, at people? Is he trying to whistle or is he trying to hiss at people? We don't know. doesn't he sound like a sh- hiss. Sh- <laughs> I don't know what you're It's like do he's trying to whistle, but he doesn't know how. He's just saying yeah, he's shush, next to his, basically. He's next to his mate who has, like,
0: CG tattoos on his face. Look awful. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Don't... I couldn't tell if there were, like, <laughs> real tattoos or CG because it literally looked like it wasn't, like, actually there. Yeah, like, like they, he they was don't move, a, do they? He was moving around and the tattoos didn't look like they were moving properly or they were, like, <laughs> not moving at the right speed or something and it just looked really strange.
2: But I think I think they are real though like I've come to the conclusion that they're probably real but they look really bad and I feel <laughs> I mean they're probably never going to listen to this they probably did not even care about their own movie but that that guy needs to get them removed cuz they just don't they, they
0: probably weren't real tattoos to be honest.
2: I don't know. I mean I mean I want to hope that they're not. I'm sorry. I hope they're you're not. you're the for kind of person
1: sake. who wants to star in this movie. I feel like you're the kind of person to get tattoos like that. <laughs> There's, like, a plot point with, like, this teacher who's, like, a big nerd. You want to give him a swirly the entire time, but then it turns out he... It looks like Louis Thru. Like, yeah, he it looks like the, Louis oh. Thru. Yeah, the Louis Thru teacher. The teacher man, yeah. He's, like, sitting in an office with, like, uh, the head teacher, I guess. But, like, she's got, like... <clears throat> all but three buttons done up and then like she leans over the desk and like there's just this huge cleavage shot I'm like why is that there and he like looks at it and he's like no <laughs> and then at the end he's like I'm gonna wear this dress or I'm gonna put on these high heels I, this is me and he just walks out I'm like why'd you do this in the school why are you, why, <laughs> why, are you walking why'd you get changed in the school and why are you walking out like like, why are you doing this like what's spurts yeah. this on I don't even know
0: His plot, as minimal as it is, like, really did not need to be in there. He's, like, he knows the kid is gay and he's, like, telling him you need to hide it. You can't, like, let people know about it because you're just going to get in trouble. Um, And it just seems like it's all leading up to him at the end being like, fuck it, I'm going to be who I am. So they dress up in, like, women's clothing and storm out.
2: Yeah, because he finds that bra, doesn't he? But, like... He puts it on over Who's his uh, even... shirt. Yeah, like whose bra even was that? Was didn't I don't know. Oh, don't I. <laughs> Just had it there.
1: <laughs> he goes into changing rooms every so often. He's like, I can use that. Who knows what there's... happens in this movie? Who knows, like, yeah, why, why the things that <laughs> happen? Why, why do they happen? Who knows? There's like a part where like. It just cuts to like a scene where like they're hanging out in like a bedroom and it's like lit disgustingly and all the colors are so loud and just don't contrast well. It's too bright and like they're just fucking. (laughs) Okay, why are we watching this? And like the main character's there and he's like, I wish I was having sex with the guy who bullied me. Like, okay.
2: And like in the same scene, um, that girl's sort of like. Riding on top of him, but he's wearing his jeans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's I'm confident plenty enough of...
1: to do this in front of a room full of people, but not confident <laughs> enough to take my jeans off.
0: <laughs> there's plenty of female nudity in the film, but no male nudity at all.
1: Yeah, because gay. Uh,
0: just kind of shows that they they kind of wanted to be daring, but not daring enough, where they would actually see proper repercussions, which kind of feels a bit cowardly and yeah. can't emasculate on, them
2: but if you go on imdb had to think about which letters were where
0: i um, thought you just frozen
2: actually, the, the, i just don't know the letters um the tags on it are like male frontal nudity male rear nudity and i've i just looked at it and i thought you don't see just, that at all yeah this is just lies that the whole film is just a lie i mean i guess
0: <laughs> there is that one bit where you see like there's like a TV screen that's showing porn, and they blurred it, but it's like it's completely visible what's actually happening. Like they barely blurred it at all to yeah, the point try, where there was no they, point. To be fair. Why can you show us all this sex happening? You can show us. You can
1: open your movie with an orgy, and wait, just that's fine. But then, like once it's on TV within the movie like the characters are watching tv and there's sex on the tv you have to blur that out yeah like why it's not for the characters it's not for the character the characters aren't seeing a blurred tv because that would be stupid it's for us so why is it blurred for us when you've just shown us all the rest of this shit it's so stupid i could
2: think of is if it's like if they had downloaded porn directly from somewhere and it's I wouldn't say like copyrighted but they don't want to get sued for using someone else's footage maybe but who would own up <laughs> to owning it I don't know <laughs> I think
0: Better it's use um, my porn <laughs> It's probably cuz there's like um know, like maybe they have a ratings board in Russia and like you can't show any penetration or anything like that in the film
2: which is what happens throughout most of this sp- maybe that's why he's wearing jeans maybe you're not supposed to see his willy I don't know
0: yeah, they can have sex, but can't actually show proper penetration. <laughs> you get that with a lot of like, in America, you can't show penetration. Otherwise, the film will be like an NC-17 or will have to be cut. And it's kind of the mm-hmm. same here in the UK, or at least it was for a long time. You couldn't show it even in 18 for years
1: it's so childish it's so petty get over it yeah like like (laughs) i hate this movie because of the way it depicts sex and like you could go to like any other movie that depict there are there are good movies that depict sex in a healthy way or if you're trying to go for this kind of like more over the top kind of thing like there are movies for that as well that handle it a lot better i'm thinking about like stuff like shame like that's a yeah. movie about like a guy with like a sex addiction and like Incredible. they show it and they and it's like it's pretty horrible honestly and they don't glorify it and that's what i love about like those kinds of movies is like they actually have something to say but with this i just feel like they 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 are using the lgbt banner as like a guise for like showing yeah. all this weird shit and like hey look at how these guys live no it's not no one does this
0: no Even one. if you want to watch a film with the same sort of tone, like the same sort of sh- trying to be shocking sort of thing, I'd recommend Love by Gaspar Noé, which I don't mm-hmm. think is a great movie. I don't think it's very good at all, but it's far, far better than this film. It's Far more edgy and daring and exciting this in does, every single way. This
2: does feel like glorified porn. Like they were like, oh, we'll make an LGBT film. It'll be sick.
0: It's like glorified <laughs> porn, but they couldn't go all the way. So they just didn't yeah. try. <laughs> just watch porn yeah just watch some porn it has the production quality of a bad porn but like, this film looks awful it's like tremendous. there's multiple shots where it's like clear they've shot at a different frame rate and like either slowing it down or sped it up and it just looks really off there's like scenes where it literally looks like it was filmed on someone's phone rather than a professional camera <laughs> yeah. like, all the coloring <laughs> and like any sort of color correction. Correction, they've done looks awful. The editing is all bad. Everything about it visually and just generally, I think, is terrible.
1: There's a part where um Russian DM would uh, tie the bully up. That looks disgusting. He's like tied up and like he's like on a leash or like chained to the wall. And like the colors are just disgusting. It's, it's, yeah, like, it's really they're just too much. Yeah, it's horrible. There's like a scene. Where like a girl walks into a room and she just starts sucking a guy's dick, and then another guy comes in and like fucks her against the window. That was just, like, like what the fuck was happening there? That was who? The, who, who, who were these people? That was the Amber.
0: Oh, yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah it like, was as well. Oh yeah, she like, like sucks what? off her dad. But no, what are these guys no, about? He, what is no, this story? No, he's like a sugar
2: daddy or something. He, no, because he always goes, "I'm not your daddy." That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. So she, I don't like, call actually daddy. her dad. Yeah.
0: yeah. She, he goes, I'm not your daddy. But, like, who I are know these the film's people? i fucked
2: up, Chris, but my God.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it past this film. Seems it just like the sort of like edgy the...
1: thing they try and do. There's no character. There's no character here. Like, they show Russian dm and they're like, yeah, these guys, you like, okay. Well, what are they? Well, who are they, and what are they about? Like, name me one, like, character trait. Like, they don't have any. They're just I there to, know like, any be of provocative. characters'
2: names no
1: I don't I don't know the, there are no characters there are no characters in this movie there's like the main character who falls in love with a bully and then like afterwards he realizes that like like there's a scene where like Russian the girl from Russian Dm would, gets it on with the bully who she's chained up and then like he loves it so much that he wants to stay there and be chained up. And he, like, waits for her to come back for the next day. And then the bully's like, I came here to get you. I love you or some shit. And then, like, he's like, leave. And he's like, he's, like, got, like, a pair of shorts on and that's it. He has no shoes. And then it's like, he just, he just runs away. The The main character, he just runs away and he's like, fine, that's it. And then he, like, goes to, like, the boxing uh, club, but he he holds on to like one of the boxing bags as he gets f- fucked up the arse, and that's how it ends.
2: <laughs> Do you know what I'm not gonna lie, that that part was actually really funny to me because he was just like, I don't know, it was just such a like he so sad. of him just, the yeah, faces <laughs> he was making
0: were hilarious. just
2: like sobbing whilst being like railed, and I was like, my god, man, relatable. <laughs> Like, it was such a <sighs> terrible way to end his story, especially since, I don't know about you guys, but he was the only one that I even somewhat liked.
0: Nope. No.
2: I said somewhat. I didn't, I didn't say I no. liked him. No, I, I didn't you even didn't like know. him somewhat.
0: hated him. I thought oh, okay. every single character was incredibly unlikable. Everyone was a dick. No one had any personality. <laughs> <laughs> they were all awful people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this film feels like it was written and directed by a 14-year-old boy. It feels Maybe like a fourteen-year-old. The fact, the fact was. it was directed by a woman was like baffling to me because this is so like just offensive. childish. It's
2: just offensive in every way,
0: and it's not sexy. No,
1: it's just awful. It's like it's like I'm sorry to use like all these like gratuitous like adjectives and like uh, describing it so gratuitously, but it's a gratuitous movie, and it doesn't care. It just really wants all it wants to do is just show gratuitous like. Sex and violence, and that's all it's about, and it's disgusting.
2: Yeah, it kind of yeah. felt like you know when films do that whole like shock value thing, like um shocking for the sake of shocking. I just don't think they—they they just did it, didn't they? they I just... don't
0: think that's even always a bad thing. I think some directors can do it well, but I don't think this person can at all.
2: I hope this yeah. is their only movie.
0: It is so far. This was their directorial debut. <laughs> Yeah, and getting uh, very far after this I'm sorry um, this movie sucked yikes. or maybe like this will just be like it just a really radical. bad debut and she learns from it and makes something great and one day we're like looking back and calling her one of the greats who had just a really terrible <laughs> misstep <laughs> at first
2: and then everyone watches she it and like, makes memes out of it because it's like I so highly doubt it but
0: you never know mm. yeah all gonna start somewhere
2: it's true remember like, Tarantino hated his first film he burnt it so Remember mm.
0: that. Yeah, Edgar Wright's first film it sucks.
2: Yeah, so just remember this. It could be the worst film from the best director in the world.
0: Probably not. You said they he were not. trying
1: to like mimic Gaspar no way, but at least he's trying. There's like a scene in yeah. Enter the Void, which we talked about, where like it's like straight up from the inside of a woman and like you see a dick enter it and it's hilarious. <laughs> But it's like, even that, like in that one shot, there's more creativity and like awareness of what they're creating than was it this entire weird. movie.
0: Love has multiple sequences of full porn. Like, just kept their main characters having like sex, and you see literally everything, and that was more artistic and interesting than anything in this. So gross.
2: I am a child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that film was kinda gross to be honest.
1: <laughs> a better movie, perhaps trying to tackle uh something to do with like LGBTQ uh and showing that kind of world uh in a more liberating and more self aware way, I would say would probably be like Short Bus. Watch Short Bus. I don't love that movie, but it's a lot better than this. I feel like a lot more people that. would get more out of it than uh, i did
0: yeah i would highly recommend there's a film from 2019 um called and then we danced which is it was directed in georgia i believe and that film is also was also made and set in a place where like being gay is still like a really shunned thing it's not like an illegal thing but if you're gay and you basically have no life and that film's all about self-discovery and accepting like your sexuality and coming to terms with it and falling in love with someone and that film is beautiful and really powerful and so tender and incredibly well made and i think that does like what this film kind of seems to be trying to do so much better in every single way
1: yes do better next time I think we can get on to the ratings
0: <laughs> yeah what are we going to rate this one out of?
1: Deantwoods D-ant-Woods. Sure.
2: I'm pretty sure it's Deantvord or something I've put it pronounced differently yeah, whatever. I don't but there know. you go
0: yeah this film sucks it's so <laughs> badly made and I think what makes it even worse past the fact it's so badly made is just how like mean spirited and offensive it is and like yeah I'm not someone who normally gets offended by stuff but this film just really rubbed me the wrong way as I'm sure it would do anyone in the LGBTQ community or anyone generally who watches it I'd give it like a 1 The Anfords out of 10 and that's like a very generous one this is one of the worst films we've talked about
1: yeah I don't give zeros I give a 1 for like Congratulations! You made a movie and I saw it. <laughs> but yeah, this sucked. Um, and I, it is like it was pretty funny at the time, but and it, but it did piss me off. And I all I kind of just forgot about it afterwards. Um, yeah, don't watch it, please. Don't watch it. One D word Russian D word out of ten.
2: <laughs> well, um. Letterbox that only gives you the option to do half a star, but do you know what? I kind of blame myself in a way because I'm the one that chose this piece of shit. Okay, yeah, I but blame I, you. On- I honestly had good intentions. I really thought there was going to be some nice commentary about how like it's all right to be gay in Russia. It's cool, guys. It's it's fine. Be accepted like the rest of most of the Western world or whatever. Well, most of it, like I say, like it's fine. And then I watched it. (laughs) It made me laugh in places because it was so ridiculously... Mm -hmm. Do do, do you know what? I'm not even going to justify it. I'm giving it a zero. Fuck it. Zero.
0: Brilliant. As it deserves.
1: As it deserves. (laughs) Definitely. Well, that's that then. The Russian movies. Out with a bang. (laughs) We did it.
0: (laughs) There was like an interesting (laughs) mix of films. I feel like this is actually kind of better than having like three great movies or three bad movies. It's like an interesting variety.
1: Yeah, I like having one at the end where we can just shit all over it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: it's always good. It's always fun. Oh, so, wait
2: in. Spin yeah. the wheel, spin the wheel. Brilliant.
1: Uh, we're going to do the next episode, episode 40. Uh, we'll, we'll make it. It's episode and 40. It's We've been doing it for 40 years. And so it's going to be about. What's da, 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 it about?
2: Food? What are we going
1: to do it on?
0: um it's a director special oh yeah alfonso Cuarón.
2: who's that oh
0: so do we want to do his three most popular films on letterboxd
1: I just want to do like we each pick a movie
0: yeah we're all gonna pick a film each are we
1: yeah we could do that um, i love alfonso yeah
0: awesome
2: i've never heard of obviously we him, won't pick his harry potter movie <laughs> Wait, he's no. got ho- oh, what he, we the, could? Did, he, did, he did, the, did the Prisoner
0: Beast- of oh. What? He
1: did the best one.
2: No fucking and then way. He bounced. That is actually the best one. I don't even like them it films.
1: Um, so yeah,
2: I'm gonna look him up. I'm looking him up right it. now.
1: That's uh, it. Tune in next week. We're gonna do three Alfonso Cuarón movies. It's gonna be great, um,
0: but not Prisoner of Azkaban. So hopefully no one picks Gravity, because I don't like that
2: movie. Gravity? Oh, man, you wouldn't get that from me anyway, don't um, worry.
0: Yeah, I don't really like that movie. Uh.
2: So that's why I'm going to choose Gravity.
1: Um, (laughs) So yeah, brilliant. Uh, Tune in for that. Obviously, we've got, uh, which I think I forgot to mention in the last episode, but episode 45, six episodes from now. We're doing a show. We're doing season one of Chappelle's show. So make sure to watch that. We also have our social media accounts. If you haven't noticed, maybe you're listening to it on YouTube right now, then you would know that the YouTube name is the Sunday Movie Marathon. Pretty straightforward. And um, hey, if you haven't given the Twitter a follow, that's at Sunday Movie Pod. And uh, Facebook, raring to go, at Sunday Movie Marathon. And then if you are on Letterboxd, which I know everybody is. Um, it is at Sunday MM, capital S, capital M, M-M. M. Wonderful. Russian movies. Uh, I would have learned Russian, but I did not have the time. And we could have done it all in Russian.
0: <laughs> maybe next Alas, time.
1: Maybe next time we'll do the Alfonso Cuaron movies in Russian.
0: Be ready for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. See you next week. Bye.
2: I'm... There's
1: only Metro. Nothing else.